Look, it's 420. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm chopping it up with Veronica Marquez, a.k.a. Chef V. She's a Cordon Bleu trained chef who designs cannabis-infused feasts. She's going to share the secret to cooking with cannabis, stories of very high diners, and how she's taking cannabis beyond the weed brownie. It's Thursday, April 20th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. What's up, Chef V? Thank you for being on CityCast Las Vegas. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're going to get into the joys. I mean, it's 420, so this is the subject of the day. So I want to ask you as a chef, like, what's the most elaborate dish you've made with cannabis so far? So far, you know what? Just the other day, actually, I made a surf and turf. We did stuffed clams with an infused aioli, and then we did crab cakes and canna oil. We seared them in canna oil, and then we did a can of butter garlic sauce that went over the lobster tail, and then we seared the steak in a brown butter, infused brown butter. And the then, fanciness of a brown butter. <laughs> like, you got to have skill well, for brown yeah, butter. That's no, dope. It gives it, you know, it's like when you're sitting there and you're basting it, you know, basting your steak with the butter, it gives it a different flavor. And I love the taste of a brown butter because it's almost a little smoky. Um, yes. And then we we're burnt food eaters in my family. Like, like, oh, is the corner of the mac and cheese burnt tea? Yeah. Yeah. That. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you're you're giving me a lot of sauces, but it sounds like there's other ways to infuse a meal with cannabis. Is it mostly the sauces? So you can infuse them in all different ways. What I have learned with infusing cannabis is that everybody's tolerance is different. You know, a meal can be anywhere from like 30 to 50 milligrams, depending on the person. And if they want it stronger, we can go up to 100 milligrams. Yeah. I want to talk to you about those milligrams, too, because like, how do you know how much you're infusing in, like, say, an oil? What are those steps you take to infuse an oil with cannabis? So it there's like a whole math to it and it gets broken down by like the eighths. There's um, calculators online that help you. So what you do is you type in like the grams of your weed. Then you can type in like the percentage of the THC and so forth like that. And then what you're using, what fat you're using or what you're using to infuse. And then it'll give you the milligram per teaspoon. Oh, Okay. But I will be very I'm here for this. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's kind of a, a guessing game. I say it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you really know, like, <laughs> how much is going in? Or the potency, right? It's about the, you know the strain and how they interact. But is it is it always with fats? Like, is the is that what you always use? Um, sometimes I use tincture, which is alcohol based. But usually I okay. do do the fat because that's what we, you know, cooking. I mean, you're using, you want to use clarified butter because it has a higher smoking point. And then as far as all, you know, oils go, I usually infuse uh, coconut oil, um, avocado oil, 
pure olive oil just because they have higher smoking points. And then I feel like when you're transferring the flavor over into the, it, it carries well into the oil. So you don't have that earthy type taste when you're eating your food. Cause I, I personally don't like to bite into dirt. Okay. So we got fats, we got alcohol. Are there any other ways to infuse a meal with cannabis? Yeah, you can use decarb, uh, decarbed weed, which is decarbolized, uh, boxylated, which is basically you bake your weed at, at, at 170 degrees. So what I do is I take my buds, break them down, decarb them. And then sometimes I garnish with that. Sometimes you can add isolate, you know, which is a powder. It just kind of depends on what you're doing. Cause I've done, I mean, I've infused sour creams. I've infused chocolates. I've infused all kinds of stuff, simple syrups. You can infuse so many different things. What was your first edible cooking experience in Vegas? So my first experience was a party for a dispensary. It was for a launch party of 200 people. So I did this with my team from Something's Cooking. Um, And I believe, because it was a few years ago now, but we did like fried mac and cheese bites, ahi poke shooters, and we had Levo, who was also another sponsor, and they made we made all the oils and stuff on site because you can use their machine to infuse with herbs. It doesn't necessarily have to be cannabis herbs, but what it does is their machine breaks down the herbs and holds it at a certain temperature, so it infuses oh. into the oil. I didn't even know that this was a thing. That's dope. Now I'm about to go look. <laughs> I was like, it's like a rosemary oil sounds good too. Ooh, a cilantro oil. I could do, we could do all these things. I mean, because if you think about it, marijuana is an herb. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah, herbs are herbs. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is some, some do different things to the body. <laughs> so speaking of that, like, has a diner ever gotten too high at one of your, at some cooking events? Girl. Woo! Your face. Ah! Listen. <laughs> your face. Okay. Listen. Oh my God. Shout out to my own girl, Tasha, for this one. So oh. my girl, Tasha, brings a date to one of our supper club events, right? And we're having a five course dinner. She, her food was infused because she ordered in, an infused meal. So you had the option of non-infused or infused, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as the food's coming out, her date's like, oh, I want to try that. You know what I'm saying? The food looks good. It all looks the same, which it all was the same, but we infused the, you know, the infused plates. So let me tell you, I come back in and I'm walking from the kitchen to come check on everything. And all of a sudden I hear, chef, chef. And I'm seeing panic everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, God, someone just died. I was like, we're going to make the news that we killed somebody, you guys. And so I turn around and this man is passed out, mouth open. I was like, oh, my God. And then I look at everybody like, why are you calling me? I'm just a chef. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all there's a phone number for that. It's not mine. Nine one one. Call right now. So then, thank God, one of our pin droppers that are a part of my pin drop collective, she had. It's a pill that you take, and within ten minutes, it reverses your high. Oh, because it's a CBD capsule, so CBD counteracts THC cancels it out right girl with the 10 minutes he was on the dance floor doing the shuffle i was like sir <laughs> stressing me out <laughs> so i know when people people think about weed and food they immediately think they think back to that one bad brownie they ate in college 
which, you know, uh, there's no science in that. <laughs> there's no plan, I'm sure, just that somebody decided to bake it. But how did we go? How did, you know, cooking with cannabis evolve from that into fine dining, into what you do? I honestly think it's just because, one, it just became legal in, in Nevada not too long ago. So when it became mm-hmm. legal, that was when I said, okay, I'm going to jump on this train now so I can be known as one of the cannabis chefs. So it's the creativity of not being a baker and being a savory chef and saying, hey, it doesn't always have to be sweets that we're infusing. We can do a savory side of things. And I think that's where chefs, like trained chefs, were able to come in and just take the artistry of culinary and fuse it with the herb because we play with herbs, like, you know, like I said, so it's just a, you know, it's just an herb that has vast, you know, I mean, a broad amount of medicinal purposes, you know, it's just people being creative and not being afraid and really breaking the stigma. Yep. I think you hit the the nail on the head for sure. What's the appeal of ingesting cannabis-infused meals? Like, does it make you feel different than smoking it? So I think it depends on, like, the client. But for the most part, the, what I, my goal is to give you a giddy high, is to make you feel good, to give you a nice head high, a great body high, and a wonderful sleep. But, like, how do you plan out each course for balance? You know, is every dish going to get you just... Higher and higher? Because, I mean, now that you've had that guy <laughs> who got extra high off a few bites. I balance them out by putting in CBD. So I will add CBD to certain, like, depending on what I'm doing. So some dishes, they'll they'll be infused with THC. Like maybe I'll pan sear, you know, let's say I'm pan searing a steak and I use canna oil. Then if I'm doing like a sauce, let's say like I did a chimichurri, then I'll use CBD in that sauce to kind of balance everything out. And then just making sure that whether, you know, again, it goes back to the client, whether they want to have more of a head high than a body high, then I go sativa dominant for the head high. And then if they want to, you know, if they tell me like I have 10 kids and haven't slept in 12 years and they want to super in the couch. couch. Yeah. Right. For the people who don't know, like the sativa is the like, is the, you know, you're, you're floating, you're having a nice time, but you're, you're going to be a little bit, you'll still have energy with some sativa, whereas an indica, people nickname it in the couch because you smoke it and you're just like, I'm a, I'm a sit here. Yeah. And you're just going to be stuck and relaxed. Um, yeah, so I'll come back now. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to start with a head high, give you like little head high, start with sativa. And like I said, I usually keep it balanced, but if you tell me at the end of that meal, you want to sleep, then you're sleeping. So the last two, then it will usually be more heavy indica dominant. Do you want the flavor of the cannabis to come out in your dishes? No, never do. Never. I feel like that would be interesting. The only time you really taste it is when I do like a weed crumble, which is the decarbolized, you know, weed. Yeah. Um, but no, I personally don't. I love the smell of cannabis, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the taste of it. And it's just because there's so many different strains in the world and every and everybody grows different. So, okay. You're planning these parties. You know, it sounds like a lot of these are private events. Like, what are the types of clients you get? So for the most part, all of my clients are high-end clientele. So I have celebrities, um, athletes, 
uh, hmm. just, you know, you know. I feel like athletes be getting in trouble for smoking. Uh, so I was like, oh, no, I didn't smoke. <laughs> I took a bite. But uh, yeah, if, as far as our pin drop events, our pin drop events are just more geared towards the community and just bringing out. Um, I'm really trying to tap into the demographic of the middle class because I feel like the middle class is always overlooked. I think that's dope. I think it's good to get out in the community. And I think especially the way that the industry is going, you know, there's a lot of people who are who are locked up for selling weed, but people are making millions of dollars on selling it now legally. But, um, so I think if you're finding ways to bridge that that gap or teach people about it and find other legal ways to to make money off of the industry why not yeah and it's not just that but it's i think it's also about like you know like i said it goes back to me wanting to break the stigma of what a pothead is right you know like or what a stoner is um right you know or what it is like oh you smoke weed or okay i get that a lot of it is tied and i love hip-hop don't get me wrong i listen i'm a hip-hop head all day unfortunately it's been tied to that genre that culture and if it's not tied to that then you're a hippie so there's no like in between and I always say that people would be really surprised like their doctors their psychiatrists their attorneys they smoke weed right you know there are teachers there are yeah I know I know a couple of folks where I'm like I'd be be surprised like I'm like oh I gotta check my bias because I'm like oh you smoke and you smoke and this one's like, oh, no, I get these kinds of edible. Like, there are so many people I know right now. I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, like, I honestly don't see the difference between someone who says they drink a glass of red wine to go to sleep versus someone who takes an edible or smokes a bowl or smokes a joint before they go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stigma of weed has always been that it's the gateway drug, right? It's the gateway, you know, it's this. Oh, my gosh. A flashback to my dare days. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. <laughs> You're gonna go straight to crack right after this. Like, that's what they used to tell us. Ooh, like <laughs> Right. So like, it was never weed. Yeah, if you smoke weed, you're going to be a crackhead and crack is whack. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? That, that math doesn't even math. These things do, they do different things to each other. But I, you know, it's control. It's yes, always control. You know, and then during the pandemic with, with everything happening and, you know, so many deaths and all that. And then about a year and a half ago, I lost my dog, my sister, two best friends and my ex-mother-in-law in a seven month time span. And Pindrop and the community that we have built has honestly saved my life in more ways than one, really, because the community isn't just about, you know, the performers or people coming out to make money. Like, they genuinely care about you. I think that when you have a group of people that surround you that just honestly just love you for who you are. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, cannabis has been something that brought us together. Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, have your cannabis dinners like ever changed somebody's minds about cannabis? Like somebody was like, "Mm, no, I don't do that. And then they came to your meal and maybe they changed their mind. Yes, I actually had this happen. It was a uh, wedding dinner. So the bride and groom wanted to surprise her father. Her mother died when she was very young. 
And her and her father were like best friends. They had this super sweet, small ceremony at this house. It was super, super intimate. And it was about eight or nine of them. And she had asked me to do an infused dinner and she wanted to surprise her guests, but it was especially because of her dad. So her dad was real funny. He's like, so you're going to get me high? Because, you know, they were from the country. Yeah. He's like, we get high (laughs) or what? He's like, and how do we get high with food? And he's like, are you only cooking brownies and stuff? And I was like, no, I'm not baking. baking, Right. So I made this meal. I forgot. It was a few years ago. So I don't remember what I made. But I tell you that man, first of all, he was high as I don't know what. And he came up to me, he's like, hi. He's like, hi. (laughs) He's like, chef, that was the best meal I've ever had in my life. He's like, and you've totally changed my mind when it came, when it comes to cooking and eating with cannabis. He's like, I've always thought it was very just stupid, I guess is what he said. And he's like, but oh my God, this is amazing. And, you know, so it was, it was pretty cool. I've, it's happened a couple times, you know, um, like I said, it's just breaking the stigma and just, uh, doing, you know, introducing people. But at the same time, I think if you educate people, you empower them to make their own decisions. Yep. So for our home chefs out there, what's the secret to cooking with cannabis? So this is an acronym that I teach in my cooking classes. Super easy to remember. It's HAHA, H-A-H-A, okay? You heat your pan, you add your fat, you heat your fat, and you add your product, right? If you follow those four steps, then you're going to have a high smoking point with whatever you're using, your oil or or your butters. And you're not going to burn or make your oil or butter rancid. So you're not going to have a nasty sour taste and you won't have that cannabis flavor in your food. So it's just more so of just taking time with it and then just doing, you know, doing your research, like use good weed. Don't use dirt weed when you're infusing your butters and oils because you will taste it. I always say that it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality of the, what you're using, you know, and just do your research on what you're, what, what you're putting into these, you know, into whatever you're going to infuse. Chef V, thank you so much for making time to be on CityCast Las Vegas. And we appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much, CityCast. And now a little news before you go. What's going on, David? Well, Vogue, Nevada's one of those handful of states, actually the only one in the West, that doesn't regulate midwives. That could change thanks to a bill working its way through Carson City. Even though the licensure would be optional, it's a contentious issue. When it came up last session, the assemblywoman who sponsored it received a death threat. Well, we'll keep an eye on whether this bill delivers. Meanwhile, one of the many frustrating things about being a Las Vegan these days is the mixed signals we keep getting about the drought. The lake level is gurgling towards Deadpool, but no, we have plenty, so keep building houses. The latest, thanks to the wet, wet winter, only 23% of Nevada is currently in drought. Okay, whew. Wait, though. It's the area around Las Vegas that stands as the only remaining spot of severe drought.
That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Share this episode with your favorite foodie or stoner friend. And then make sure you both rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our brilliant morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. I'm going to predict this right now. We are going to have like a 7-Eleven chain of just weeds, you know, like liquor, you know, convenience (laughs) stores where you walk in there and everything, everything is infused. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All the little, I don't even know if Cardi B Snacks has weed in it, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like all all that stuff is about (laughs) green Cheetos. Wait, look, (laughs) the, the powder. Lay's Dorito, if y'all listen, I need a cut from this, okay? <laughs> right, I know, because I'm like, dang, we didn't came up with products. <laughs>